Good morning and welcome to the Dirks Outdoor Show. This is your host, Dave Dirks. Glad to have you here as the summer rolls on and we prepare for all things. Of course, hunting season is just, you know, just around the corner. It's amazing how time we go from winter to spring to now, you know, engaging ourselves, getting ready for the upcoming hunting season here in the Northeast, but all kinds of things going on that way. Um, and I do want to, I'm very excited about today's show because as many of you know, we do often have guests and discussions about how to make the outdoors a much more inclusive process to introduce more people into the outdoors. And we do that. I, I do that because I believe, I know that, um, the outdoors and all the good work that's done around the United States in terms of improving wildlife habitat and um, educating people in the outdoors so that they can appreciate it. None of that can be done without participation and money. You need people and you need money. And so the more people that we introduce into the great outdoors, however they come in, hiking, camping, fishing, hunting, however, it's important for us to help the next generation uh, impress the next generation after that so that we have people who can contribute time and effort and as well as their money because it takes money to do that in the outdoors. Lobbying for bills across the country takes money. Uh, making sure that we are preserving you know, wildlife habitat for whitetails or mule deer or whatever takes money and time. And so uh, one of the big issues that I've always had um, uh, an interest in is how do we include more women into the outdoors? What do we do to break down the barriers that have been unfortunately uh, existing for years? And um, our guest today is here to help provide some of her uh, perspectives on women and inclusion into hunting itself and and what she's doing uh, in, in the world to kind of help improve that. And our guest today is Brittany Boddington. And Brittany, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dirk. Great. It's <laughs> okay. You can call me anything you want. I'm fine. I've been called worse. No, I, I do want to say, now your background, obviously you're the daughter of uh, Craig Boddington, who's a famous journalist as well as a you know TV host. He's done a lot, still doing, he's very active. But you've really come into your own now as a young woman who is um, obviously has a presence and influence in the world of hunting, especially as, as far as the work that you're doing uh, with working with women. And we're going to talk about your programs today. But before we talk more about you, let me just share with our audience and with you some of the stats that I found that should not surprise anybody, but it's good to kind of look at this every now and then. Now, every couple of years, uh, Brittany, the, as you and I know, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service conducts a fairly extensive uh, survey nationwide that talks about, looks at hunting, it looks at fishing, it looks at wildlife uh, observation, things like that. And it looks at participation rates, you know, how much time are people spending in the field? What kinds of people are they? What are their economic backgrounds? And of course, it looks at ethnic and diversity as well as, you know, male and female. And so um, the latest results, which are just a few years old, but haven't changed much, 90% of participation in hunting today, still 90%, it's, I think it's getting a little better is male-oriented, male-dominated. That, that's not a surprise to you and I. Not is at it, all. Brittany? Not no. at all. <laughs> and 10% is female. And of the total U.S. population, 
So this is, we have about 328 million people who live in the United States. 12 million participate in hunting on an active basis, 12 million. And of that, eight per, uh, of the total population of 328 million, 8% are men and 1% are women. Wow. So the, the news for all of us, you and I included, Brittany, are we've got a lot of work to do in the area of bringing more uh, women into participating. And, and fishing, by the way, is different. 42% of those who participate in fishing nationwide are women, 42%. 58% are male. So you're starting to see, and that's an improvement, I would say, from where it used to be, because years ago that was even uh, you know, uh, a gender-focused uh, subject. Not as skewed as hunting. So when we see, uh, so fishing has more female participation, even things like, oh, I'm sorry, actually that was wildlife watching. Wildlife watching, corrected, is 42% female, 55, uh, 58% male. Fishing is 27% female, 73% male. So the men, especially these older, you know, grayed out men still are, are driving what's happening in, in hunting, fishing, in, in, in wildlife in, in general. Now, Brittany, Back to you. You're our guest on this show. Let's talk a little bit about first. Let's just set the tone for our for our listeners. How did you talk about your relationship with your dad and how you got into the the hunting thing and how how early did it happen? Give us a little background. Well, you know, uh, people assume that growing up with a father like I did that I hunted my whole childhood, but I actually didn't. I grew up in Los Angeles and I really didn't want to hear about hunting. My friends would ask what my dad did for a living, and I would say he was a writer. They would ask what he writes about, and I would say sports. <laughs> so we really didn't go there. You know, in, in L.A., it was taboo to talk about hunting or guns or any of it. And so it wasn't until the end of high school when I was offered by my dad a trip to Africa as my graduation present that I started doing research about African hunting conservation models and really learned about the the species management and, you know, killing the non-breeding older male of the herd. And I could really kind of understand it in my head. I had it all skewed, but I had never let my dad actually explain it to me. So that was my fault, not his. And um, the more I read about it, the more logical it sounded. And I told my dad before we go to Africa, I think he should at least teach me how to shoot in case we decide to go hunting. Um, I didn't understand that you have to book a safari. I just thought that, you know, while you're there. <laughs> and right, so, right. He, yeah. He was pretty shocked, but he agreed to teach me how to teach me how to shoot. But the deal was I had to go and shoot a wild boar and hunt here in California um, in Paso Robles before he would book a hunt because he thought I would chicken out. So we went up to Paso Robles and we went on a wild boar hunt and it was an incredible experience and really a good bonding for me and my dad. And uh, on that first safari, I took five animals and really got hooked and haven't turned back since. Now, how old were you again when you first did this? 17. How old were you? 17. Okay. So you were a little older, which yeah. is, you know, we always think we have to start them earlier. So there was a lot of hope for you, even though you were kind of like, Hey, I don't want anything to do with this. He, he brought you back somehow, which is great. Yeah. And I would have loved to have started earlier. You know, I, I have friends that started when they were kids shooting and you know, it's second nature for them, but no, I learned as almost an adult. So it's, it's been, it was an interesting learning curve, which is kind of how my she hunts camps um, came about because it was a learning curve and, and, my dad taught me what I needed to know to go hunting, but not necessarily the fundamentals of being an independent hunter. And I always joke that, that you know, women are handicapped by chivalry in the hunting industry because 
the guys are so nice that they'll set up our guns and they'll sight them in. And when you get out there hunting with a husband or a father, that's, you know, nice and chivalrous, they'll get everything set for you and get you up on the sticks. And all you do is pull the trigger and hand the gun back. But that doesn't create a hunter that creates a shooter. So then, you know, next time you want to go hunting, you got to ask them to take you. You can't go on your own. You can't take your kids hunting because you don't know the fundamentals. So the she hunts camps were really designed to teach these ladies independence in the outdoors. Well, well, you know what? We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about, you know, the transition you made from that point on and then what you're doing today to, to help other women. We'll be right back on the Dirk's Outdoor Show. Stay with us. Don't touch that dial. Okay, good. So we got a couple seconds in between the the first segment. So that was good. Um, So I'm going to come back. I'm going to just, you know, do a little bit of, you know, for those just joining us kind of thing. And then we're going to go into um, your program, the She Hunts program, how it's structured, what the react, you know, when you started it, give us a little bit of history and background. Now, I'd like to fill the gap between 17 and where you are now. I'm not going to ask you how (laughs) to do that. But I do want to talk a little bit about, so from that first safari hunt is I think we're all pick it up and then what's transpired. Cause mm-hmm. I think people want to understand what you've done. Like, how did you go from that point to where you are now? Okay. No problem. All right. So just bear with me for a second. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. Thank you. You're a pro. <laughs> it's, in your, it's in your blood. Apparently <laughs> born into it. <laughs> I think so. All right. Hold on just a sec. Welcome back. You're listening to the Dirks Outdoor Show. This is Dave Dirks, your host. And uh, our guest today is uh, Brittany Boddington. And Brittany is an up-and-coming hunter in her own right and um, is uh, now really kind of a national personality in a lot of respects because she is doing all kinds of things in the hunting area, especially built around women. And uh, but Brittany, you were sharing before we took the break a little bit about your story about how your dad, who's Greg uh, Craig Bonington, um, who in his own right has uh, built a career around journalism and, 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 and TV and advocacy for hunting uh, and does a lot of safari hunting and such. He brought you around the age of 17, gave you an opportunity to get involved, and you kind of like it, it bit you. So you got bit. <laughs> what happened? How did you go from, from that point? What transpired from that point on? Well, from there, I started doing about one trip a year with my father while I was in college, and it just wasn't enough for me. I started going on my own back to places I'd already been and offering to help on ranches and and stay in the meantime just to learn more about the hunting industry. And um, that turned into requests from magazines for articles. And I started writing for, I think my first was for Sports Afield. And then Guns and Ammo and Peterson's Hunting. And I started writing quite a bit. Um, I went back to school eventually after <laughs> leaving for hunting and, and got my degree in journalism. So the, the writing was really the major beginning. And then from there, I started doing guest spots on my dad's TV shows, which had just started at that point. And so we started there and then eventually got offered my own spot on another show called The American Huntress. Um, which I did for many seasons. And then from there on to Peterson's Hunting Television, which I did Peterson's Hunting Adventures for almost eight years. Um, so I did almost 15 years basically on TV and I did uh, writing all during that time. And I really enjoyed it, but it was a very individual thing. I did a lot of hunting alone. 
And I realized that that that's not exactly giving back as much as I wanted to. <laughs> so the She Hunts camps came around because I realized that, you know, telling people what I'm doing on TV doesn't translate to giving them the skills to do it. And I really wanted to give back more than than I was. And uh, yeah, well, let me ask, let me ask you a question before we go into the She Hunts piece. I'm dying to ask you. When you started getting into hunting, as you said, you kind of like, you know, college and the journalism and writing and then, you know, working on various shows. What, 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 how were people perceiving you as you were coming up? So from 17, did you get a reaction from other men, um, you know, whatever, whether they were older or younger? Did you did you kind of have to fight a little bit of that yourself or, or did you not have? That? You know, it, it was it was interesting when I traveled with my dad. It was always very, you know, they just assumed I was a sidekick. Um, when I started traveling alone, it was a completely different animal. I remember showing up in Mexico in the Yucatan with a Kragoff shotgun, and they thought I was completely insane. <laughs> um, and I remember the guys at the airport, you know, they're all dressed in their military with the big heavy machine guns. And they're looking at my rifle come across the conveyor belt, and they're saying, where's your husband? Where's your husband? In Spanish, where's your husband? Oh. Said, no, I don't have a husband. They said, well, where's your father? I said, no, I don't, I don't. My father's not with me. And they thought that was super bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. I, I could see that. in Turkey, too. They kept asking me, where's your husband? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I get it. And I think that's important because I think, you know, you were, you know, it sounds to me as if, and I, and I can appreciate the fact that you decided to go out on your own. So instead of, you know, your dad tagging along, and like you said, everybody's like, oh, you're with your dad. So, yeah. you know, you're just, you were really willing. That's pretty that's a pretty bold, I mean, it takes a certain personality. A lot of women don't have that level of confidence that you have. <laughs> and you. so, I mean, really, so, I mean, you know, you've, and you've evolved obviously now to where we can talk a little bit about this program that you've created. Talk to us about why you started the She Hunts program and, and, and how it kind of came about and kind of where it is now. Well, you know, it, it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. You know, when I started doing the TV, it was, it was with my dad. And then when I went out on my own, you know, I, I thought I could do this. I got this. I know what I'm doing. And then, you know, a company would send me a gun and a company would send me a scope and they said, put them together and off you go in a week. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. This is something my dad always did, <laughs> you know, and so I had to figure it out kind of on the fly. And, you know, I had my dad as a resource. I could call him, but he wasn't there. So I had to figure out how to do these things. And I realized that there's a gap here between being able to hunt and being able to prepare, set up and be independent when it comes to actually deciding to go on this hunt and then preparing for it and actually executing it. So the She Hunts Camps was born from that need. And also because sometimes it's a little hard to learn from a husband. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you've ever tried to teach your wife something, but personal dynamic yeah. go into it and it gets frustrating and nobody wants to start fighting over, you know, anything like that. So there is definitely a niche here that we found where women want to learn, but they don't want to ask those questions that can seem silly at the time, but they're not silly questions, you know, because we didn't grow up necessarily playing video games with guns. So we don't know, you know, what parts to grab and what not, or we didn't grow up with a dad that, that taught you how to take it apart and put it back together. So having those things explained in detail, you know, by me, by a woman that, that they can understand and ask questions helps a lot. Um, and we have all kinds of beautiful, amazing guest instructors that come through and teach them all kinds of skills. But Really, I think what it comes down to with She Hunts is a safe place to learn and a safe place to ask questions. Yeah, 
And and when did you start? When did you launch the Shihan Skills Camp? Because it's a I should let people know this is a week long camp. It's five days. It's five days. It's a Thursday to Monday, so it's a long weekend, which makes it easier for moms to get away. Um, we started. This will be four years now, and it's only grown. We've had a wonderful turnout at every camp, and and we've been super lucky. I think that what we do is slightly different than the other ones out there, just because we really cater to to women and we really cater to having a, a safe place for them to explore all that comes with the hunting package. So we go from taking your scope out of the box, mounting it on your firearm, sighting in your firearm. We do introductory archery. We have Olympic shotgun shooters come and teach them how to shoot shotguns. We do field dressing. We do wild game cooking. We do a little bit of everything, but we really try to walk through the entire experience and and try to make sure that they have everything that they need so that they can take their kids hunting, so they can go hunting with their husbands, so they can go as a family or on their own. Right. And and let me ask you, now, listen, there's a uh, some programs like uh, some of our listeners uh, might know that the, many states have the BOW program, which is the Becoming Outdoors Women program, which is, a, you know, trying to do the same thing, trying to get pe- women acclimatized to the outdoors and, and with different skills. Um, your program obviously has a price. We won't talk about that right at this moment, but I want it does cost something to attend for a week. Uh, so when you started your first class, well, I mean, is there any difference between the type of women who are coming? What do you see? First of all, let me, how many women, I mean, how many women do you have per class? We like to stick right around 12. 12. Okay. 12. And, and then, there is a cost, but they take home a ton of gear. We call it a swag bag full of gear. So they take home camo and they take home binoculars. They take home all kinds of goodies. So they actually take home the same value as what they pay to be there. Plus we're at a beautiful ranch with 50 plus species. So you feel like you're in Africa. We go on game drives every evening. There's lots of opportunities to hunt. Um, and so it, it, it is kind of a, a it's, you get your money's worth. Well, <laughs> no, no question about it. I'm not judging the money because I think everything has value. And, and certainly I'm, I'm glad to see you have a program out there. It gives more women more options to look at. I think it's a beautiful thing. And it's a business too. I mean, it gives you some, some way to give back, but you can run a business at the same time. It's beautiful. I want to focus on if you look at, you've had a few classes now because you've been doing this for a little while. What kind of women do you see? I mean, if you were kind of to step back for a second and say, these are the kind of women that we're attracting, what would you say about their backgrounds and, and how they got involved? And if they were introduced to hunting before, or if they're very first timers, I mean, what are you seeing out there? You know, it is so across the board. We have had everything from ladies that have never pulled the trigger or handled a firearm to ladies that have been to Africa five times and just never mounted a scope. So we really get the, the gamut of, of different types of ladies. And um, I find that now we're having a lot more ladies that find us that are single independent women. They find us on Instagram. They Googled hunting. They Googled women hunting and she hunts comes up. And um, we've had ladies that are, you know, in their early, I would say 19 to 25 that have never hunted, never pulled a trigger, don't know anyone that does, but they want lean organic meat and they'll come to camp. Or we have, you know, single moms that went hunting with a father that has long passed away and now they want to take their son hunting and their son has interests, but they don't know how to teach them. So they'll come to us for the skills they need to take their kids hunting. Um, we have women that, that want to fill their freezer, you know, and this whole COVID thing <laughs> has actually been interesting on the she hunt side because all of a sudden people go to the grocery store to fill their freezer and the racks were empty. 
True. So when this yep. happened, all of a sudden our uh, bookings for next year just boomed because people are all of a sudden realizing that you can't always rely on someone else to get your primary source of protein. Yeah. So we had a lot more ladies booking for that as well. It's it's actually been interesting to watch how this whole dynamic has progressed. Yeah, and I, obviously um, we'll we'll talk a little bit about the logistics for the program. But so you know they go through a week of fairly intensive uh, training. In a sense, there each day there's something going on. I oh, we're busy. <laughs> I know you are. I mean, I looked at the biz. You know, gun handling, bullets. You know, ballistics, shot placement. I mean, you know, stalking. You're really taking them through their paces. So they're getting. They're getting what they, they they paid for and then some because they're learning from others at the same times, which I think is great. I think what we're going to do at this point is, Brittany, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the She Hunts program with uh, Brittany Boddington. Stay with us on the Dirks Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. We're back and you're back. Welcome back to the Dirks Outdoor Show. With us today is our guest, Brittany Boddington, who is calling in all the way from Arizona. And uh, Brittany, I have to tell you, I've, I've really enjoyed the first half of the show, and I'm looking forward to the second half because you and I are both very concerned about our ability as a nation to introduce um, people, more people into the outdoors. Today, our specific focus is on how we're introducing and giving women of all backgrounds, um, wherever they come from, an opportunity to at least taste and savor the the outdoors and in this case uh, you know with the work that you've done in your career so far all built around hunting you've built this program that you now offer um on, on a beautiful ranch called uh so she hunts um she hunts skills camp i guess is the full the full name and i'd like to you mentioned obviously that you put them through your paces you know if you were to really kind of rank the skills that women need to have, at least when they're getting started. I mean, there's so many skills that you teach them in that week. You really cram a lot and it's excellent. What would be the two or three things you think that are really, really important skills or knowledge that you want to impart to women, you know, to get them started properly? You know, (laughs) we've Uh, had such a hard time trimming this camp into just the stuff that we cover. And we cover so much because I feel like there's so many things. Um, But I really feel like what we handle, what we cover in the first couple days is probably the most important basics. We do gun handling, safety and maintenance. We do bullet basics. Shot placement is a huge one. And being able to sight in your own rifle because you can't really travel with a firearm whether it's in a car or a plane, without the ability to fix it if the scope gets bumped. I feel like so many people make that mistake. Somebody else sights in their gun and they get to where they're going and their gun's a foot off and they don't know it until they've wounded an animal. Yeah, by the way, men, men do it all the time. Oh, 100% <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I feel like being able to fix your gun, check your gun, sight in your firearm, shot placement is major. Everybody assumes they know until they don't know. <laughs> and something's running away. So I think shot placement is a huge one. And of course, gun handling, like I said, and and safety is major. I think those three are probably the biggest. And then the next one I think would be shooting rest methods. We teach, um, you know, from your belly prone, we teach shooting from your bottom and we teach shooting from sticks as well as from the bench. But it's being versatile, 
gives you a lot more confidence when you're going hunting because you never know what kind of terrain you're going to find the animal in. And I feel like a lot of people go to the range, they shoot their gun on the bench and they're like, okay, I'm ready. They get out there and they're not steady. And that's how you field dressing and butchering is another really good one. Just knowing how to break down your animal and get the pieces of meat that you need um, or that you want to cook later. So that's part of that leads into our wild game cooking tutorial because being able to use the meat afterwards is fabulous. And actually creating dishes that your family will eat is, is important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, um, it's part of the whole experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we do stalking, stalking and wilderness survival, which is taught by a Navy SEAL. And that really gives you a rundown on how to not only like find the animal and get close, but also if something goes wrong, what's your triage, you know, situation, just, you know, dealing with wounds and snake bites and that kind of situation. So we kind of go over a little bit of everything and I'm leaving out a hundred other things that I should mention, but you know, part of, I think every camp teaches you how to shoot. We try to give you all the other information as well. So I feel like a lot of that is, is very, very important. Yeah, absolutely. And, and no doubt within a five day period, there's a lot of information you can part impart to people. Where do you see, I mean, as you kind of step back and look at the full weeks, you know, the week itself, and you've had many of these classes, obviously, over the last couple of years, where do you see that women are struggling the most with? Are there certain topics that might be a little bit more difficult or more of, of a hurdle? for some or the other. I'm not, and I'm not trying and it may be for everybody might be in the same boat, men or women, but no, you know what I found? And it's funny, actually, the women struggle the most with perfectionism on the range, you know, guys, when you dial in around a target, if they touch the red in the middle, they're happy with that. Women want to punch the center of the red circle or they don't consider it a success. <laughs> so we have women that are really hard on themselves. And it's something that I've never experienced with teaching guys. So it's got to be a female thing to be that, that precise. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot more precision with women. Also, there's a lot more um, information needed before they want to actually engage in the activities. Men, if you tell them, okay, I'm going to hand you a gun and you're going to shoot the target, they're like, cool, let's do it. The women want to know how you take the safety, which position the safety's in. They want to know, okay, how hard do I have to squeeze the trigger? Where exactly on my shoulder does the butt need to sit? And these are questions that they wouldn't necessarily ask on a range in a mixed gender course because they don't want the guys to look at them like, oh, come on, you know, we're waiting. So it, we try to give them a full spectrum of information before we even, you know, hand them a firearm or before they even get to do any of the activities. But I find that they need a lot more information or want a lot more information um, than their male counterparts. I don't know. That's not a surprise to me because I have to tell you, <laughs> men, we're terrible about asking for directions. Like, no, don't worry. I don't need a map. You know, and, you know, I, I can see that level of detail. Uh, where he's, you know, where all our egos, you know, men have, a, you know, sometimes it's like, well, I don't want to, the guy next to me might think I'm a jerk if I ask this question because, you know, I'm supposed to know this already or something. Mm -hmm. There's all that stuff going in the men's world that I think is so much better when you're in your case, you're kind of like, it's a breath of fresh air. They want to learn. They have, they're not afraid to ask the questions and it's a level of detail that you can appreciate. I mean, Absolutely. And we allow plenty of time, you know, if, if they want to come back on the range and, and really dial it into where they're hitting the middle of that red dot, like that's something some women just need to know that they can do. Um, and close enough is not close enough for them. And that's fine. We allow extra time for everybody to do what they need to do to feel like they've really accomplished, you know, understanding that skill. 
Yeah, amazing, amazing. And so that's great. So, uh, and of course, you know, um, I know you mentioned, obviously, that there's, a, you know, your program is packed full of skills. How do you have, how do you provide the feedback? I mean, I know it's in real time. You have like a dozen women there at one, one time. So there's a lot of things going on. Um, you know, how does feedback work? I mean, is, are, are they just, are they taking, are they great? I, I am, I'm assuming they're grateful for the fact that they're getting feedback on their shooting skills. Are there any tests that you do to test their skill? No, or to- you know, we're not, we're, we're not into putting them against each other. We don't, we don't make them compete. We don't do um, tests. What we do is give everyone individual opportunities to develop their skills with skilled instructors. My dad is there and he's an incredibly patient. I mean, he's got two daughters. He's done it before. Incredibly patient teacher. And, um, and my stepmom, Donna Boddington is also there and she's a great teacher as well and incredibly experienced. I mean, she shot the big five on six continents and she's, you know, incredibly accomplished hunter. Um, we have all kinds of other incredibly skilled instructors as well. My husband, Brad Janang is also there. He's my archery instructor as well, certified archery instructor. He used to teach for the Boy Scouts. He's super patient. And um, we have, you know, Craig Off provides us with two Olympic shooters, uh, Kaylee Browning and Caitlin Connor come out and teach, and they rotate different classes. Um, and so we've, we've got incredible coaches that really take their time with each and every woman to make sure that they're feeling confident with each skill before we move on. And I think that we don't necessarily have to, you know, test them or put them against each other or anything like that. Rather let them take their time to learn the skill. And when Mm -hmm. they step down from their stand or, you know, back off of the, of the range, they feel like they've accomplished that and they're good. They're ready to move on. Yep, absolutely. You know what? We're going to take Brittany a break here. When we come back on the Dirks Outdoor Show, we'll finish up the show. We've got some more questions for Brittany Bonington talking about um, the bringing more women in and how her program, She Hunts Skills Camp, does that. Stay with us on the Dirks Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Dave Dirks from Dirks Outdoor Show. Glad to hear uh, have you here with us today. We're going to finish our show. We've got a great guest. If you've missed the show, you're going to have to catch the uh, podcast on the DirksOutdoors.com uh, website because I've got Brittany Hoddington, uh, Boddington, excuse me, who is w- calling in from Arizona, and uh, Brittany is in her own right uh, a, a well-known uh, hunter, and she has developed an educational program for women who want to uh, get really uh, uh, acclimatized to all the skills you really need to be a solid hunter in the world. And she runs a program called She Hunts Skills Camp. And if you'd like information on that particular camp. It's held at a very beautiful uh, ranch, and and from what I can tell, I think actually the way you're pricing it, it's probably underpriced <laughs> given what you've told me so far. So I'm, that's my opinion. I'm like, wow, you really walk away in five days with a lot, and it's not just the, the goodie bag there too. So if you're interested, folks, go to shehunts.com. That's shehunts.com, and you can get all kinds of information on uh, Brittany herself, as well as the program that she runs. And uh, Brittany, just so people know, do you run these all year round or is it just certain times of the year? We do spring and fall just because weather permits, uh, weather permitting, you know, we tried to do summer camps because it's great for parents with kids that are out of school, but it's just too hot in Texas. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so we do spring and fall. Yeah. What part of Texas is the ranch? It's in Utopia, right outside of Hondo. 
Hondo, of course. Yeah, we Hondo. out of San Antonio. Super easy. Okay. All right. There you go. There's a reference. Very good. Very good. So now, um, so the program itself is is one way. And of course, you know, we acknowledge that there are other programs out there that are available as well uh, throughout the country. Some programs are run by the states. I want to remind our listeners that um, that uh, the Becoming Outdoors Women program, or better known here as BO, a lot of states, New York here, uh, has the bow program. Um, right now, I think it's in hiatus because of uh, COVID-19, unfortunately. Um, and uh, But we're hoping that that obviously clears up in 2021. Um, I'd like to get your perspectives, Brittany, on how do we move the needle to go from hunting being 90% male and currently 10% female? How do we move the needle to get more participation with women? I mean, how are we going to make this happen? You know, I like to think the needle's already moving. They say women are the highest growing, fastest growing demographic in the hunting industry. What we're trying to do is is give those women the ability to take their kids out hunting as well. And hopefully that's not just sons, but daughters as well. So if we can get not just one parent of the group taking the kids out hunting, but both parents and making it a family excursion, then the next generation should be a more balanced number. If you think about it that way, hopefully we'll end up with a more balanced next generation just by influencing the moms of this generation. Yeah. I, and, and I think that's a great point because it was in my time when I was coming in, it was my father or my uncle that brought us, you know, that took us, that introduced us and they had their introductions. Um, unfortunately we, you know, I, I almost cry when I think about this, we left generations of women behind Absolutely. in that time, you know, it's like, boo, you know, I realize now, <laughs> I didn't realize when I was younger, I didn't, you, know, you don't realize how silly it is until you get older and you go, oh my God. Well, I mean, and I think, that, you know, I think that the, the gun side of things prohibits a lot of women from getting involved. The bang is scary and, and, and women tend to shy away from things that they don't necessarily know all about. So that's what, what I think the demystifying firearms, when I talk about um, gun maintenance and, um, and handling and safety, we, we actually take apart a firearm and explain to them the firing pin. We, we just demystify it by showing that it's just wood and metal like a hammer and it won't hit a nail unless you swing it. You know, if you demystify a firearm and, and explain how to safely handle it as a tool and nothing more, then it gives women the power that they need to, to feel comfortable taking their kids around firearms or taking their kids out hunting. And a lot of women want to go to archery, but, you know, it's hard for kids to archery hunt until they're, you know, much bigger. Right. So yeah, guns so are they- kind of a logical step for, for little ones to get involved um, just for the, the stopping power that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really try to demystify that and, and give women the independence that they need to really take their families hunting. Right, right. And so for what advice would you have for those moms and dads that are out there? And I'm really trying to appeal to the dads who have, you know, younger kids, maybe they have a couple of boys or a boy or a girl and in the mix there, what advice would you have for them now? I mean, really, if they if they're if they want to introduce their kids into hunting and they're into hunting, what advice do you have for them? I would say let them tag along. I think that part of the and and part of what I, I didn't give you this background, but part of what shied me away from it in the beginning was um, I did actually fire a gun when I was six and it was way too high caliber and it scared the crap out of me. And I didn't sure. shoot again until I was 17. Um, but I think that, you know, one of the mistakes that we make is, is getting 
kids in and then trying to force them into the actual hunting aspect a little bit early. I think that letting them tag along and really learn by seeing, and then when they're ready, you know, then escalate it a little bit more, let them shoot a 22 and ease them in instead of, um, I would say, you know, handing them a rifle and putting them on a hunt that they're not prepared for, because that can end up, you know, scarring them or traumatizing them to where they don't want to hunt later, which is kind of what happened with me. So I think that, you know, dads get very excited about taking kids hunting and, and you can almost go the opposite direction by taking kids hunting and pushing them too soon. So I think um, letting them tag along, you know, take your kids with you, make it a family experience, make it something that they can really look forward to spending time with you doing and, and give them time to come around to it. And when they want to then proceed. Yeah, that sounds about right. And don't make them freeze for three hours, you know. Yeah, in- exactly. Do fun hunts, spot and stalk, you know, teach them how to track, show them the footsteps in the sand, you know, give them give them opportunities to engage rather than sitting in a stand for, you know, umpteen hours. I have a friend that told me stories that every minute that he was quiet, he got an M&M. <laughs> oh, that's not bad you know it's not bad, <laughs> not bad. but bribery yeah. you know <laughs> yeah well and listen it works and you know your point on the you know the firearms making sure you're not you know you know scaring them to death i mean i i i do recall that myself when i was younger i think someone handed me you know a 30 30 and i i, I couldn't even hard, hardly hold the thing let it left you know let alone shoot it um but i think that's well that's why they invented air rifles i think right. air rifles are a great way for Anybody, by the way, if I have somebody that comes to me and says, Hey, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to unknow my way around a rifle. Maybe I'd think about hunting and I'd like to, but I'd never shot a rifle. I don't take them out to do anything higher than a 22. And I usually start exactly. with a, an air rifle, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, or if they're a an gun, you know, um, we, my, our, my bonus daughter is nine and she loves her little pellet gun. And, you know, she just started shooting a 22 and then we, we progressed to a 223, but that's where she's comfortable for now. And so that's fine. You know, we're not going to push past that because until she's comfortable, you're going to end up with flinching and bad habits, and it's going to end up a negative experience rather than a positive one. And there's plenty of time. You know, I mean, I only got into it at 17, and I'm passionate about it, and I love it. So I tell parents, especially dads that are so concerned that their daughter's not going to be their hunting partner, you've got time. (laughs) Give them space and give them time and give them something fun to shoot that's not going to hurt them. That's really true. That's really true. And then I guess, you know, as they get past that stage, you can introduce them to other skills, the knots and the, oh, you know, the, the walking and all that as well. And I know during the break, I asked you if, you know, as you accumulate all this, you know, which I really believe is a lot of intellectual capital that women can learn from. And I know people can go to your camps and maybe they'll see you on TV but I'm, I'm hoping and I want to encourage you, maybe there's a book in you somewhere. <laughs> you know, I was going to start one last year and I got married instead and got a little busy, but <laughs> um, yes, I definitely have a few that I would love to write. And I think that that will be my kind of long-term plan. Um, right now, I'm very busy. We're just starting a family. I'm due in about three weeks with my first child. So very excited about that. But I think the book will wait for a couple years. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. And congratulations again on, uh, you know, marriage and then the the newborn on the way. That's all, that's all great stuff. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, yes, I, I mean, obviously during the radio show, I'm thinking, my gosh, if she could get the word out. Uh, and, and do you see yourself doing a show at some point as we kind of wrap up here? Do you, do you see yourself doing a show? You know, I had my time on TV and it was wonderful and I enjoyed every moment of it, but the, 
point of our camp is to give ladies a safe place to learn. So I would never take their experience and put it on TV. That's just not, in my opinion, ethical. I think what what they're there for is a personal way to feel independent in the outdoors and a safe place to ask questions they wouldn't ask elsewhere. And I would never broadcast that. So no. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Well, maybe we could change the focus. It might be just you going around the country hunting with other women. I mean, you know, there's women out there. That's that's a possibility down the line. For now, I think we're quite happy with what we're doing. (laughs) I'm trying to find more things for you to do. I don't know why. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, you know, the reason I say that is only because you're a great, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing out there. Uh, and being a leader and a, and a great role model for other women. That's that's a great service that you're doing in all seriousness. So, you know, I'm always thinking of how do we get you out there more so other women can go, yeah, I think I can do that too. And well, so I, now that you, you mentioned it, I'd love to to mention once the ladies come through camp, they become She Hunts alumni and we do She Hunts adventures trips every year. So uh, last year we went to Namibia and we had about 10 ladies come and it was incredible. They brought kids and husbands and family and it was a wonderful time. And those kind of trips were, they're fabulous to share. That kind of thing I would share, um, but not until they're confident and willing and ready and all of those kinds of things. Well, that's great. Well, congratulations again. And we do want to say on the Dirks Outdoor Show, appreciate your hard work out there. Keep up, keep it up. And then uh, we do appreciate your time on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. If you want more information, folks, go to Brittany's website, shehunts.com. And you can get all the information on her She Hunts uh, Skills Camp, which sounds excellent. I've taken a look at it. I've seen other programs. And I have to tell you, given the curriculum as well as the uh the the people that she has including her dad i didn't realize her dad was a part of the program all really really good and uh something you want to take a look at be a great anniversary gift great birthday gift i mean i can't i'd be excited just to be tagging along i'd probably absorb enough in that myself but anyway that's it for the dirks outdoor show for today be safe out there we'll catch you next week on the dirks outdoor show take care